Welcome to the Campfire Chat with Alex Mead. I've invited sales, marketing, and business leaders to sit around the campfire to share stories about their careers, their jobs, and their lives. So pull up a chair and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Campfire Chats. This week we have a special guest. It's Terry Arbaugh. He is the VP of Sales and Marketing at Ccomp. Uh, Terry, welcome. Thanks, Alex. Uh, so, so I've known you for a couple of years, but maybe give everybody a little intro what Ccomp does and, and your role there. Sure. Uh, yeah. So we, our core purpose, we say, is to help innovators deliver awesome. Uh, and we do that by designing and manufacturing electronic products, primarily industrial and medical uh, devices. But we manufacture some uh, consumer products as well. We've got a design engineering team here in San Diego and Carlsbad. So that does uh, uh, hardware and embedded software uh, electronics design. We have a Hong Kong office and we own our own factory in mainland China. And that's where we do all of our production. So uh, that's who we are. So you guys, you guys have a little... Uh touch uh, conversations and, and relationships all over the world, it sounds like. Yeah, we absolutely do. So, uh, of course, I'm here in the U.S., and we've got a full team uh, here in the U.S. supporting uh, U.S. and actually uh, North and South American customers. And then we've got two sales guys located in Europe, one based in London, one based in Hamburg, Germany. Uh, then, of course, the Hong Kong crew and the mainland China crew. But, yeah, we, we manage... Uh, and interact with customers all over the world doing all kinds of very different uh, cool products. Yeah. And something just, you know, getting to know you the last couple of years, something that's always kind of struck me is, uh, you know, so we deal, most of our customers are all US based. They might have somebody who works in Canada or like reaches into Canada, but it's really, it's really never leaving kind of the continental United States. Um, but you guys, you know, you're, you're managing relationships both internally and externally with, you know, you've got your office in Carlsbad down the street from us. Then you've got your, you know, a lot of executive team in Hong Kong. You got a factory in China. You've got people in Europe doing sales. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you, how do you as kind of the VP of sales and marketing uh, approach like those conversations and those uh, kind of relationships? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, we have a, I'll give you one example, our management team, uh, consists there's six of us and it consists of two of us here in California one in London and three in Hong Kong and we get together every week so it's usually either a Monday night 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. here or 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. here which makes it either let's see 5 a.m. in London or like two in the afternoon in London for him uh, or you know kind of midday in Hong Kong or late night in Hong Kong so everybody has to kind of take the the graveyard shift, to, you know, to be ready for some of those calls. So we try to make sure at least the management team is communicating. And that's one set of relationships we have to manage. Uh, obviously, we're dealing with our customers. Um, uh, myself and my team manage primarily the uh, America's uh, customers. Uh, the European guys are more in the time zone where they're handling uh, most of the European uh, group. And uh, our salesperson that's based in Hamburg, Germany is a uh, local native German. Um, so, you know, he's dealing in real time in the same language with those customers. Um, but then we also have to manage internal relationships. So, right. as you might imagine, with a lot of companies, the sales and project management teams who are directly interfacing with the customers get a lot of demands put on us. And then we, in turn, have to communicate those demands to our China team. 
and as salespeople sometimes do, we get a little, uh, you know, a little aggressive with, with the demands and, you know, we're putting a lot on our team to deliver and help execute for our customers. And so um, pre COVID days, we'd go to China two or three times a year and it really helps to sit down and have a meal, you know, sit down with meetings face to face or go have a beer and really make sure that everybody, whether that's internal team, it's customers, if it's sales guys or executives or anything else, uh, any members of our staff, the logistics team too, right? You want to make sure you're sitting with them face to face and really telling them how much you appreciate what they're doing, how hard they're working. We know that you right. know, we can some, sometimes be a little tough on you, um, <laughs> but you know, really want to just sit down face to face, like I said, share a beer and and uh, show them that appreciation. But yeah, we're constantly managing relationships, kind of in every direction, and culturally too, it adds that kind of unique flavor to it as well, right? Because Americans are are known not to be so shy. Uh, and sometimes we can, we can be a little, you know, a, a little strong. Uh, and so when you can sit there face to face and really share that moment with them, it's really valuable. Uh, when you go overseas or like you go to like Europe or China, do yeah. do they think all Americans drink Budweiser? So like, do they think, uh, Oh, Terry, the Americans here, we got to give him a hamburger uh, and, and, a, and a Budweiser. Yeah. I think uh, that is not an uncommon <laughs> uh, thing. I actually, I lived in Japan even way back before then. And where I lived in Japan, I taught English and I was out kind of in the countryside and you'd get a lot of questions like, Oh, do you have a horse? <laughs> like you, like Americans ride horses, right? Or like literally everybody has a gun, right? That's what they see on TV. They say, Oh yeah. He, how many guns do you have? It's like, I, I literally don't have any, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, there is some, there is some funny uh, misperceptions. Uh, and then, we've gotten taken to, you know, because you're, you're the foreigner, they don't want to just feed you, you know, the McDonald's or the, the, the hamburger. They want to take you to the local, you know, the local right. cuisine and get the local delicacies. And, right. you know, some of the food is just absolutely amazing and incredible, yeah. but then there's, you know, certain things that you go, huh, right. Like yeah. rather, I'd rather not eat that, but I'm going <laughs> to at least try it out of respect, you know, for, for what they're doing with the hospitality they're showing. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I want to, I want to jump into your, into your marketing and, and something I've seen you do lately that I want to kind of ask about. Uh -huh. Um, and so obviously I think we both know the value of high value, high quality, impactful, engaging content, not just yeah. posting up just anything. And you've been, uh, you know, each week, I think doing the two minutes to launch and mm -hmm. you know, when you watch them and I'm going to, I'll put a link hopefully somewhere, wherever this gets posted, <laughs> Uh, to one of those, but talk about those because they look, they look high quality. They look well thought out. Um, and once you told me how you make them, I was like, great job. You like, you did a, you did a good job pulling together your resources. So tell me like the thought process behind wanting to create those. Yeah. Um, and I, and thanks for the, the kind words, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, we get, uh, you know, we're in, we're in a technical field. Right. So we have component divisions to our business. And so we're interacting with a lot of engineers and then with doing full contract manufacturing, you know, we're really tackling really big, complex, you know, technical projects. And we get a lot of the same questions over and over. Right. right. So, you know, whatever you're making, whatever the device is, if it's industrial, medical or anything else, a lot of the steps are still the same. You know, right. There's still electronics. There's still plastics. There's packaging and certifications you have to go through. So you know, we're, we're answering a lot of the same questions. And uh, way back in the day, we created a technical forum on our display tech 
website. So we have kind of a lot where, where those same repeated questions get answered. We post a lot of technical right. information. So that was kind of the thought of, Hey, let me take a minute to try to answer some of the questions that we get very commonly um, in, in a forum that we could just share them in, in kind of bite-sized nuggets. And I think I was telling you this, just knowing myself and how much I like to talk, I challenged myself to limit the length of these. And if you call it two minutes to launch, you better be at least pretty cognizant of, <laughs> of how much time you're spending. So that's, that was kind of the genesis there. So answering some common questions we get in a, in a unique sort of way. And yeah, then how I did it, I just, I do it right here in, in this uh, home office during COVID. Um, you know, playroom is right over here off screen um, that I'm splitting with my kids. Yep. But uh, yeah, just setting up a, setting up a camera and a laptop and trying to use my phone to go through slides, you know, kind of, it's a, it's a one man production and hopefully <laughs> I, I hide, you know, I hide the, the sausage making pretty well <laughs> during yep. those videos. No, it's, it's, it's great. And, you know, you've been doing them for a couple of weeks now, probably, probably two months now. I mean, like you've been doing yeah, them for a couple months. Yeah. For a little bit now. Um, do you, have you had, what some of the reactions you've gotten from those? I mean, obviously you have a very, you know, particular customer and, and people aren't just like Googling every day. Right. Um, you know, I need displays, you know, like, so, so you're, you're probably, you know, when you start a relationship, it probably is takes six to 12 months before any kind of deal goes into play. So I'm curious to know, you know, from a content marketer, I know that an educated buyer will be more engaged and they will, the, the sales cycle will shorten because they're, they're more educated of what's going on. And I see these as part of, part of that process is educating your current, you know, prospects, people in your pipeline. Um, so I'm curious to know, who, like what kind of reaction you get in from, yeah. from who? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, like I said, we, we, our entry point with most of our conversations is, is with, is technical, right? We're dealing with a lot of engineers at startups or even at really large companies, you know, big multi-billion dollar multinational companies that are designing their next generation product, right? So it's always a, it's always a technical um, uh, conversation, I guess is how we get started. And so what we did with our original websites, with all the divisional websites, is try to make it for an engineer to be able to help themselves. You go to the web, the front, the homepage, you know, and within two clicks, you're on the product page. And on that page, you have every bit of technical information you would want about that product, right? You could get data sheets and drawings. You can get a link to the forum. You can get a quote, you know, uh, you can link to our distributors to buy a sample. Like everything's available in one in one spot, right? So we try to make it easy to self-serve. Yeah. The two, the two minutes to launch is really focused more on not the component level, that technical level, but really the big manufacturing process. And it's kind of the same concept as I just described with, with the technical component stuff, mm -hmm. but geared more at, um, you know, directors of supply chain um, or, you know, the, the bigger operations type folks that are making the decisions about who their manufacturing partner is going to be. They're not as concerned about, um, you know, what voltage does it take to drive a 3.5 inch display, right? <laughs> They're more concerned about how are you guys going to manage, um, you know, any of our supply chain risks or how can you help with, um, you know, logistics once you've manufactured the device. You know, there's a lot of really big higher level topics that we come across pretty commonly. And I wanted to gear it at that, at that customer 
yeah. you know, as opposed to the, the more engineer who's actually designing the product. Yeah. So that's, that was kind of the concept. And we've gotten some really, really good feedback. Um, like you said, it's an inbound marketing thing. It's, it's something that is a brand new initiative in, during these COVID days. Um, and it's not like we're getting, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of views. And that wasn't the intent. The intent was just like kind of the rest of all of our content is let's make it really valuable and easy to find. And so when we do tell somebody about us and they come and check us out, that they have really easy access to a lot of really valuable content. That's the idea. Yeah. You're, you're reducing the friction that they're experiencing when, when trying to decide who they're going to go with for some sort of contract right. manufacturer or components, you know, whatever they're coming in for. And by, re- by like removing that friction of what's your supply, like how do you handle supply chain? How do you handle right. what's your lead times? How do you handle, right. you know, all of these questions you're answering. Yeah. It's really questions that, that will come up in, you know, like what we would call consideration or like decision stage that you're helping answer before they get there. So when they get there, they already know what to expect. They already know how you do a lot of these things and you've right. kind of given them that, um, that ammunition, like that information so they can make the most informed decision. And hopefully it saves time on your sales process. So you don't have to go through and answer all these questions. I'm sure you do. Sure. Um, Yeah. But uh, you know, the idea is educate them, you know, reduce friction to buy and to purchase, uh, which will then increase the force of your marketing machine and, you know, spin out more and more valued, you know, leads. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not like, uh, hey, if you want to know uh, how much, it, you know, how long it takes to build a product, just give us your email address and I'll tell you, right? It's yeah. not, we're not, you know, we're not putting it behind anything either. It's just, you know, here, let's, yeah. let me share some valuable information. Again, going back to our core purpose, we say helping innovators deliver awesome. And it's not, there's no caveat after that, that says like, but only if we can make a buck or, right. <laughs> but only but only if there's something in it for us, but right? only if the so, margins are right. Like, right. Yeah. So that was the, you know, that was kind of part of the impetus was, you know, Hey, let's, if we can help, let's help. And we talked yeah. to, we can't take on every project and we've dealt with a number of Kickstarter uh, companies, for example, like early stage startups that just got some money and we've, we've tried to help them through the process. Um, and sometimes those guys would do much better to use somebody local. Right. Mm -hmm. So if they're here in the States or if they're in Europe and they're using somebody right down the street, a lot of times face to face collaboration, you know, being able to 3D print some parts and looking at them in real time can speed things up for their development process. So at that stage, we might not be the best partner. Yeah. um, But they're still going to need to know the things that that we know. Right. And I think part of the, the challenge with big, complex uh, contract manufacturing, you know, we might be in certain cases buying, you know, 500 different components that all have to go in, in a very, very precise way to make a product work. Right. So it's a very complex, yeah, uh, very complex thing. So we can't take on everybody, right? but the, the, the big value that we have is we know a lot of the things that our customers don't know that they don't know yet. Yeah. Right. And so that's kind of the, the, the drive behind the two minutes to launch too, is just trying to share some stuff that they might not have even thought about asking yet. But right. go, oh, oh yeah. I should be thinking need, about that. Yeah. You need to think about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, it's that, I don't know what I don't know mantra of like, 
I didn't know that I need automated emails as part of my marketing campaign. Or like I didn't know, <laughs> sure. uh, you know, all those things. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you could go, you could go yeah. extremely deep in all like that, all that marketing stuff where, you know, there's a bunch of customers that yeah don't have that depth of knowledge and just go, Hey, uh, uh, we need a website. We need to do some Google yeah. ads. I think that's it. Right. Yep. Yep. We're done. Right. That's, that's marketing. <laughs> yeah. I know digital marketing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Something you said, uh, I want to, I want to turn, I want to, uh, change topics a little bit. You mentioned, you know, the two minutes to launch is definitely a technical, uh, video or content. Um, mm-hmm. and you're speaking to the technical engineer and, right. you know, we would call that kind of your buyer, one of your buyer personas is some mm-hmm. sort of technical person who's thinking about how does this connect to this? How does this work? What are the, what are the specifications? And then typically in, in engineering or manufacturing, it's often then a procurement or purchasing person mm-hmm. who is actually taking the orders and, and, and like negotiating the price. And they're like a, they're a dollar and cents minded engineers are, I need this to work. I need it to be optimal. I need it to last. And then you've got people that are like, no, what's, how much does this cost? No, that's too much. And right. so how do you guys, how do you guys navigate? Did you, do you kind of essentially have two buyer personas that you, um, kind of target with different content because those are different challenges. And so curious how you guys handle, and if you do, or if it's just purely engineering says we're buying this and they just say, okay. Um, Um, It's, it's a, it's an interesting question. One of the big challenges we have in our industry um, because of the components that we sell on the component side, when you're talking a power supply, for example, um, you know, somebody has a company or a, a group of engineers have designed a product and they need a charger for it. They generally know exactly what they need. They're going to compare specs. They're going to compare if it's certified globally and they're going to compare costs and they're going to get some samples and do some testing. And, you know, so that person, that persona is, it's no nonsense. It's very black and white, right? right? It's either you have it or you don't. It meets our requirements or it doesn't. It meets our cost targets or it doesn't, right? The engineers don't care as much about cost although they are the first line of defense yeah. and making sure they're not, they're not designing something in for 10 bucks. That should be three. Right. Right. But so we have to have the technical, it, it has to meet the specs and we have to be able to speak to that very directly. That's very clear on the manufacturing side. We have a few different entry points and you mentioned a couple of them, you know, a purchasing person um, for example, their company might already be using a contract manufacturer for a product and they're looking for a cost reduction or they're looking to set up an alternate or a second supplier for risk mitigation, um, uh, or they're having, you know, quality issues or whatever right. it is. So we'll have, we'll have those opportunities where we're trying to solve specific pain points. Um, you know, so we have to deal with that persona. Sometimes we get just from the CEO level, um, you know, they, they tell their business like, Hey, we're going to go with these guys. Right. Hey, I've seen, I know like, you know, they might know our CEO or, or they might've gotten a reference from one of our customers and they say, Hey, team downstream engineering, purchasing supply chain, everybody else. Hey, work with Seacomp because those are our guys. So there's, we have multiple buyer personas and we have multiple entry points into different projects. And, we always have to have conversations and be really strategic about, okay, how do we approach this one? Right. Just cause we're doing kind of the similar thing and making electronics. Every yeah. single case is totally yeah. unique. And yeah, you, you certainly have to account for that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, 
we, we see that often with, with industrial manufacturing. I mean, it seems like you guys have a good process of get, get the engineers in the door and mm -hmm. through a process, you know, that you, you don't have to, you don't have to go into, but through a process you guys have kind of developed, you make it really compelling for the purchasing team to say, let's see it through with you. Um, yeah. what, tell me like when, when did that revelation happen and like, how did that change kind of cause, cause ultimately you're, 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 you, you still have that other persona, but you're kind of taking that buyer, that, that purchasing persona almost out of the picture because you've made it so easy for them to just stay with you through the whole process. Right. I wouldn't say we're taking them out of the picture. We certainly have to bring them in and yeah. make sure that whatever, whatever things we're working on with their engineering team or their supply chain team is going to result in a um, competitively priced product. Yeah. Right. So that, um, you know, we, we definitely have to keep the purchasing group, you know, in, involved. Uh, how we got there was honestly our own trial and error. Um, our CEO uh, is American. He lives in Hong Kong now and he moved there. Um, oh my gosh, about eight years ago. Uh, that he moved, to, he moved to Hong Kong, which seems like it was just a minute ago. But at that time, we didn't own our own factory. So, you know, we had, um, we had some partners uh, that we used, and we have quality people in engineering, and we have a lot of things, but we didn't own our own factory at that, at that time. And so dealing with a bunch of different manufacturers or component vendors or, you know, material people or plastics, uh, you know, right. injection molders, kind of dealing with all those different groups over and over for a long time. And display tech's been around for over 30 years, right? So we have this yeah. really long history of dealing with so many different companies and just getting frustrated, right? <laughs> so the, our entire business model currently is the result of, wow, that felt bad. How do we not, how do we not do that? Right. Yeah. How do we not put our customers through we through what we just went through? And that's, that's really, it's trial and error um, from our own, our own experience. And when the opportunity came up um, for our owner to buy our own factory, it was just too good to pass up yeah. because that, that really was the only way we were going to take it the final step of, right. Hey, we've got full you know, control over our factory, our people, our planning. If something goes wrong, it's on us. Yeah. We can own it and we can fix the mistake. It is not yeah. uh, something came up. And now we're going to be six weeks late and we didn't have any notice because the party downstream from us didn't tell us. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So that's the, the, a long answer to your question. It's just trying to, trying to deliver a better experience to our customers than we've kind of stumbled our way through over the years. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> uh, I have one last question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. All right. Um, what would you tell your, what would you tell Terry in five years? What would you tell yourself in five years? You right now tell Terry yeah. in five years. Future Terry? Yeah. Tell him about what? I don't know. Are we going to be out of quarantine by then? <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what you want to ask? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that's, that would be first question. Like, are we still wearing masks? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, future Terry, I would probably just say um, – I mean, keep, keep doing what we're doing. You know, honestly, I think as a, as an organization, um, if we're leading with caring for people and if we're leading with the relationships that we're building uh, externally with customers, internally with our own team, I just don't feel you can go all that wrong. Right. 
Um, if you, if you, like I said, if you care about what you're doing and you do it with energy and you do it with passion, um, I yeah. think good things will always happen. And I think we're doing uh, a good job at that. I mean, there's obviously there's going to be always ways to improve and, you know, constantly look for what can we do better? You know, Hey, we had this situation with a customer that, you know, came out, you know, suboptimal. What can we do better there? I think we do a really good job of trying to learn from those lessons. And so it's not yeah. a great answer for getting put on the spot, but you know, I, no. think, I think I'd say kind of stick, stick to what we're doing because the relationships and caring for people is what matters the most. No, I mean, I think that's a, I think that's a great answer because it, it means you feel like you're on the right path. It's not like yeah. uh, you feel like you're, you and the company are putting in the right, putting the effort in the right spots now yeah. to have long-term success. Um, and I, I think that, I think that's kind of the message there is, you know, be human. I think, I know a lot of people are saying that now it's like, you know, with, with COVID we've all kind of been, we've, we've drawn back and business is getting back to like a, a virtual one-on-one, -on -one, uh, right. you know, that, that it had, that, it, you know, kind of got away from and sure. we're all caring a lot more, or yeah. at least the right people are. And I hope that's one thing that carries through is the empathy that people bring because for so long, uh, maybe you just my dumb young self. If, if like a coworker, when I was working at different jobs, like had to leave early cause their kid got sick. I was like, Oh really? Like they get to leave early. Yeah. Now that I, you know, I have a kid, uh, I'm a little more understanding on some of that right. stuff, but I think overall people are way more understanding now than they, they were even six months ago. Yeah. Uh, I would, with, with I would situations agree. Situations that could happen. Yeah. Um, I would agree completely. And I, so, I love it. You know, because yeah. I'm always, you know, I always thought it's a people business, right? Yes, yeah. we might be talking to a buyer or an engineer or somebody who represents this massive company, but they're a person. They have their own goals. They have the own thing. Their own things they're passionate about. They have their own, you know, KPIs and their own careers that they're trying to advance into. So the more we can understand yeah. that human to human, the yeah. better you know conversations you can have, the better relationships you can build, and all that. And to your point. Um, you know, I think we talked about this, you know, how many kids and dogs have made cameos and during important yeah. zoom meetings yeah. or anything else. And it really is just not a big deal. It's really yeah. uh, humanizing. And it's actually, you know, pretty funny that, you know, you'll be in the middle of some, you know, yeah. kind of really serious topic conversation <laughs> and, you know, somebody's dog is over their shoulder or, you know, somebody's <laughs> kids run in and you go, Oh, excuse yeah. me. Everybody's just cool with it. It feels like the level of like stress. Yeah has come down yeah. where it is more, it is more human. And I absolutely agree with you. I hope that does continue. Yeah. That's what, that's what this is about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, even on the, even on this, I, I went on mute once or twice because I could, uh, I could hear, um, a little guy wasn't, wasn't happy about something that happened in the other room. And I was like, <laughs> instead of interrupting Terry, I'm just going to go on mute real fast. Um, yeah. but it's all, I mean, you know, like you said, it's part of the, it's part of working from home. And I think it's, I think it actually brings that human element back into it. And if it's right. not, if it's not kids, um, like I was on a video call and out of nowhere, you just heard the loudest cat meow and like three <laughs> of the people on the call all like turned around cause they thought it was what? their cats <laughs> right. and it was like one person's cat. And it was like, that is hilarious because you learn more about people and uh, more than just work. And I think right. that's when we make real connections. Yeah, so, absolutely. But uh, yeah, yeah, I appreciate your time. Uh, cool. You know, we'll definitely have you back on. I think this was, I think it was a good conversation. And as, as everything changes, uh, you know, there's always new conversations to be had and sure. we're going to need updates on your two minutes to launch. 
Awesome. Uh, so I start seeing two minutes to launch that is 10 minutes long. <laughs> call me. Do call me yeah. out. I'll call you out. <laughs> call me out. We just we just launched a new one today. It just went live just a little while ago. So yeah, nice. I appreciate the, appreciate the shout out. If you put a link in there, that'd be really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, thanks, Alex. Man. Thanks for listening to Campfire Chats, hosted by me, Alex Mead. Campfire Chats is sponsored by Beacons Point. Beacons Point is a growth marketing agency that creates video-first content to attract the right customer and deliver the right message at the right time. Find out more about Beacons Point at beaconspoint.com. This week's episode is produced by Summer Myers. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you around the campfire.